Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to discuss the workers who maintain and repair the increasingly high-tech trucks that move the nation's freight. We've been hearing for years that the transportation industry is struggling to attract a new generation of maintenance technicians. So how can fleets and repair shops begin to solve this persistent challenge? And what will it take to attract that next generation of workers to our industry? We'll set out to answer that question in this episode. To learn more, I recently spoke with leaders of American Trucking Association's Technology and Maintenance Council during the group's annual meeting in Atlanta. We considered a range of strategies to address the technician shortage and also discuss some highlights from the meeting. A bit later in the program, you'll hear from TMC's new chairman, Stacey Earnhardt. But we'll start with my conversation with TMC Executive Director Robert Braswell. Let's go ahead and play those interviews. We're here in Atlanta at the Technology and Maintenance Council's 2020 Annual Meeting and Transportation Technology Exhibition, and I'm pleased to welcome TMC Executive Director Robert Braswell to the program. Well, thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, this is certainly a very busy time for TMC's membership and staff and vendors and all the other attendees, so thank you for taking time out of this uh, very busy uh, uh, event to join us. Well, my pleasure. You know, we have about 4,500 of our closest friends here at the uh, event, and there's all sorts of technical activity. Of course, we're more than just a trade show. That's our thing. And, uh, you know, the main part of what we're doing here is developing industry best practices, recommended right. practices, and also providing a great deal of education to the attendees that come here because we feel that that's one of the great services that we can provide is educating the industry on the, uh, the state of the art of what's going on with maintenance, its management, and uh, specification. Uh, we are unique, I think, in the sense that we bring in all segments of the industry together, not just the fleets, not just the manufacturers, but, you know, academia, educators, government folks, service providers, you name it, we got a different color badge for you, and that represents a different constituency. And so from those many voices, we try to develop consensus on all these really important issues that are going to shape the direction of our industry for many, many years to come. Yeah, and one of those issues, of course, you know, really a recurring theme, you know, at TMC over the years and uh, really just across the industry is workforce development. And a lot of times we think of that in terms of truck drivers, but, you know, this is certainly the case for uh, truck maintenance operations as well. You know, finding that next generation of uh, technicians who are going to repair and maintain the the trucks uh, in the future. So I'd like to delve into that a little bit. You know, what do you believe are the, the most important steps for the industry to take to attract that next generation of technicians to our industry? Sure. Well, one of the first things you got to do is you got to make sure that you're telling your story in a compelling way that will get the attention of not only your next-gen workforce, the students, right, matriculating from the various different educational institutions, whether it be high school, whether it be a two-year community college, whether it be a four-year college. 
but also the guidance counselors, the parents, the other people in the family that may or may not have or are influencers right. on those kind of decisions. So you need to be able to tell that story. And you know, TMC has been uh, partnering with other industry groups over the past several years to get beyond our own uh, network, you know, not just preaching to the choir, as it were, but trying to work uh, with folks like the Tech Force Foundation, for example, that's doing a really good job of doing outreach to uh, those uh, to lay segments, I guess, as you call it, uh, that uh, are the influencers uh, for the uh, for the folks we're trying to reach. Uh, we're doing things with Tech Force Foundation. We just we just had a display ad, for example, in uh, one of the NASCAR publications. I think it's their their souvenir program that they do. It's new right. for us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a reach of maybe five million. Uh, viewers through the digital and the print media, mm-hmm. uh, but that—that's a we're trying to find new, innovative ways of reaching out to people. And that particular ad is uh, advertising the, the scholarship opportunities that are available through TMC Tech Force Foundation. Uh, if you know you're having challenges with uh, financing your uh, education, there are opportunities out there. So many times we have these scholarships and people don't know about them or they don't take advantage of the opportunity that's there. And it's a shame because they'll go unused. Right. So that's part of it. I think another part of it is is making sure as an industry we're partnering with the with the schools. There are, uh, through the ASC Education Foundation, for example, there are more than 200 schools in that network. Uh, they are developing curricula for uh, students uh, to become technicians. But are they teaching the right things? So the uh, people here at TMC, the future employers of these students. Uh, they have to make sure that their expectations are worked into those curricula. Yep. And uh, that's a very important part of it. We have an uh, a educator involvement task force through our educator committee, a curriculum development com- uh, task force as well, that same group, and they're working on that. And so that's another part of the puzzle, making sure we match industry expectations with what's being taught in the schools. And then I think a third part of it is, I mean, quite frankly, you have to make sure that you are delivering the kind of uh, expectations to the new new workforce in terms of uh, compensation, in terms of flex time, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, it's just different now. You know, right. you're getting a new generation that doesn't want to drive. They want to live and work in close proximity. Maybe my generation was completely different. They were. I mean, you know, there's nothing for me to get in a car with 90 uh, minutes away. Those things are changing, and we have to reflect those changes uh, also, you know, it's difficult to become a service technician because unlike, you know, you're, you're in the uh, plumbing business or maybe you're an electrician, you can get away with a bucket full of tools. You pretty much can ply your craft. Well, you get into this business, you better be bringing ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 worth of tools to the job day one. And, oh, by sure. the way, I'm not buying that for you. <laughs> well, that's the model anyway. Yes, right. Maybe it's a little different. Maybe we have to change the way we look at that. Sure. So there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of things to peel back on that onion, and I think we're trying to address them, uh, you know, uh, as best we can. Sure. And, you know, there's also, I think, a, a perception, uh, maybe, um, you know, not the right perception out there in the general public about what exactly a truck technician does Absolutely. now. I mean, you know, of course, there's uh, uh, you know, still a need to turn wrenches, but, you know, this is becoming an increasingly a high-tech field. Uh, technicians today are working with diagnostic software and, and really high-tech vehicles and onboard sensors, and they're really problem solvers using technology, but I'm not sure that the, the general public really thinks of it that way. Uh, just how important is it to change that perception and really kind of spotlight all the technology and, and the, really so, the sophistication of the job? 
Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. It, it, the automotive sector has done a good job of that, I think. You know, if you go down to your, your local uh, car dealer and you get your vehicle serviced, you can see how high-tech it is, I think. They don't always uh, think of that when it comes to trucking. And, and certainly the systems are getting very, very complex. And that is a story that we need to uh, do a better job of, uh, of telling, you know, that this is not, you know, your grandfather's job. Right. You know, although, you know, we love Greece. We still love Greece. We still love <laughs> wrenches. You can't get away with it. But there, you're right. There's an uh, increasingly amount of diagnostics that go on to And the vehicles are diagnosing themselves. You have to understand what the vehicle's telling you. And you're more than likely to use a uh, handheld computer than you are to use a wrench in terms of the initial diagnosis, that, that triage that you do right. when the asset comes back to the barn, so to speak. So, yeah, absolutely. Better better job of... of uh, Selling that message is important, and uh, we need to do that. In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. And speaking of technology, as we look ahead, you know, the truck manufacturers and technology developers are starting to introduce some really uh, interesting next-level technologies. We're seeing the introduction of electric propulsion systems in trucks. Oh, yeah. Um, we're also uh, you know, seeing more and more advanced driver assist technology and automated ADOS, driving. Sure. And, you know, this is really, you know, starting to you know, create a, a whole new frontier for truck maintenance. And this is going to be, uh, you, know, you think about you know, maintaining and, and working on an electric truck is just so different. I mean, there's so many different components that suddenly appear uh, on the vehicle. I mean, how much more, you know, training um, and, and how much more skills development will be required for this job over the years? You know, it seems like even if you are fully on top of it today, it's, gonna, it's likely going to change a lot. Well, let's, let's look at it from a different perspective. Maybe you're going to start attracting a different demographic into the industry. Maybe you're going to be getting more of the folks that are trained as IT professionals coming in to do this kind of work into our industry, okay, as opposed to maybe some of the traditional uh, tech-type folks. So, you know, that's part of it. Uh, could be very, very much more like being a, a certified IT professional having to come in and work on those systems. Uh, but there will always be a need for the traditional technicians. Right. I believe that's not going away. The vehicles may become more and more maintenance. I would, would never can say maintenance-free, but less maintenance-sensitive, mm -hmm. especially if you're going to electric vehicles. We all know the story about how many moving parts are in an electric motor versus a diesel engine, for example. Right. It's just not. It's complicated. Of course, now, once you put that electric uh, uh, a vehicle into a highly corrosive environment in the middle of winter for six mm -hmm. months, come back and tell me how that performs, okay? I, that's, that's what I'm waiting to see. Uh, so, you know, we still have to deal with those issues. But. And there's certainly still tires and brakes and, you know, all the, you know, the, the, the common components. Yeah, but even tires are changing. Think mm -hmm. of that we don't, it's not too far uh, from the day where we will have tires that are airless. There won't be a need for inflation. They'll be, you know, they don't work that way. You know, a brakes. There would be a very different kind of braking system. Maybe we'll be moving to something like electromechanical braking, 
that doesn't employ pneumatic systems, you know? So much to watch and so much that can change in the future. Sure. And, you know, I also want to talk about some of the highlights from TMC this year. I know oh, we're sure. still kind of right in the thick of it, but... Um, Feels like I, I've been here a month. Yes, right. <laughs> Uh, but one of the more interesting develops, I think, is the the Techcelerate Now program. Oh, I mean, we're very excited you know, about it's, that. It's uh, FMCSA working together with industry, yes. including TMC and ATA, uh, all part of the effort. Uh, and the idea is to promote further adoption of uh, ADAS, Advanced Driver Assist Technology. Uh, so, Robert, just explain the, the role that TMC is playing in this. Well, sure. Well, uh, as part of the coalition that is Techcelerate Now, TMC's role is to develop uh, best practices, recommended practices that will facilitate the maintenance specification uh, of these systems. Uh, you know, you can make the case for the ROI based on safety, uh, but you can also make a case in terms of the equipment. Uh, and also, you know, if, if certain types of ADOS, for example, are more expensive to maintain, or maybe there are certain types of uh, engineering solutions that are better than others when it comes to uh, implementing them on the vehicle. Those are the kinds of things I think we're going to play a leading role in developing. We're also going to play a, a leading role in developing educational materials because part of it is what the heck is ADOS to start with? I mean, you know, it's just alphabet soup out there. But um, uh, we're going to be developing a series of videos in concert with our other partners in the coalition and training materials to uh, uh, educate in terms of what the four buckets are of technologies. And those buckets deal with either um, monitoring, uh, warning, uh, braking, or steering. And uh, we, we think those are compelling stories to tell about the technology. We're going to get it out to not only the uh, the driver community because those are the folks that really have to be convinced as the the uh, the validity of those technologies, but also the uh, the uh, the fleet executives, fleet managers that are going to have to deal with them and spec them. Certainly, and you know, collision mitigation systems have been on the market for you know quite a while now. But you know, you look at adoption, and of course, it's, it's far from universal when you look at the whole trucking industry. Sure. Uh, so, you know, where do you think we are in terms of uh, adoption today, and what will it take to, to boost adoption, and why is that so important for the industry? That's a good question. One of the things we're doing right now is, uh, and, and we're, we're uh, only a partner in this, but there are uh, baseline surveys that are being administered to determine what is the level of acceptance and the level of the take level yep. of these technologies. So I don't have the particular answer for that part of it. Is I think I think the adoption is is obviously uh, in in the very beginning levels. You know, uh, but we're looking at at ADOS systems beyond what you know the warning systems, for example. Right. We're looking more instead of like is it lane departure warning? Okay, that's good. We're looking more at lane assist right. or lane keeping. Active the steering. more active steering technologies that will intervene and uh, prevent uh, incidents that way. So uh, you know, uh, the technology is available today. Uh, different levels of adoption. I guess it all depends on how progressive the the, the fleet is. Right. Uh, but that's that's what we're doing. That's the, one of the first phases. Just like you say, identifying that baseline level, and just to see if people know what it is we're talking about when we talk about these things. I think one of the things that we can bring to the table too is just standardizing the language. Sure. You know, uh, just explaining what ADOS stands for. There's not really a clear consensus on that yet. Not a real clear consensus on what some of these terms we're using, video-based monitoring systems versus maybe something like a camera-based monitoring system or a camera-based system or 
camera mirror. You know, we're out, we're, there's all these different terms. Uh, TMC has a, a, a industry standard called Vehicle Maintenance Reporting Standards, VMRS. That's one of the things we use to help standardize the language, you know. Uh, with ABS, we had the same problems with ABS. You know, you've got a part in ABS. It's a tooth wheel. It's a tone ring. It's an exciter ring. It's the same part. Just everybody calls it something different. So if we can bring some consistency to that, I think that's also a very important uh, role to play. Sure. And then I just want to kick it back to you for a final question. Just for an overview, you know, what really stands out to you the most about this year's show, you know, this moment in the trucking industry? You know, if you had to, to list a, a couple of top takeaways from uh, TMC 2020, what would they be? I think, I think the idea that the industry is moving towards the connected whole. Uh, one of our main educational sessions is dealing with the combination vehicle as a connected whole. Uh, vertical integration is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, and uh, we're seeing more and more of that as we go forth. You know, there's one manufacturer that's been doing it for years, ever since the very beginning. Uh, but now it's getting so complicated, it's almost necessary to have strategic partners in that. And uh, even if it's not just that part of it, uh, just the idea that all these different systems having to work and talk and play nice together, uh, that's becoming more and more important because you're getting smarter trailers, smarter tractors, smarter offboard systems, and they all have to integrate, work well to provide the value and the ROI that the customers are expecting. Sure. Well, hey, this has been a great conversation, but I think that's a good stopping point. You know, thanks again for joining us, Robert. We really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open Transport Topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with Transport Topics. We're here in Atlanta at the Technology and Maintenance Council's 2020 Annual Meeting, and I'm pleased to welcome TMC's incoming chairman, Stacey Earnhardt of Best Logistics Group. Thanks for joining us, and congratulations on your term ahead as general chairman. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's begin with that. You know, what are your top goals, Stacey, for your year ahead as TMC's chairman? Um, I guess most importantly, I, w I will continue with the same agenda we've kind of started over the past couple of years. I think um, Mr. Calhoun and chairman before him have, have really put us on a good road. Um, and I don't see a lot of need to change that at the moment. Um, you know, the, the skilled labor force is obviously a, a, a hot topic and big issue that we need to continue to, to improve on. Um, getting the TMC voice heard and, and making sure the users are um, united and taking the data that we do here at TMC and pushing that through the industry and uh, uniting as one. I mean, that's that's what TMC is. and. Um, so I, I, really that's my top two things right now is to, to make sure that we don't change the path because we're on a good road. Um, and just because the new chairman's here doesn't mean we have to change the road. So. And there's certainly a lot to do in those areas that you, you outlined. Um, but tell us a little bit about your own career path and background in trucking you know, uh, and, and the work you do today at, at Best Logistics Group. So I guess I'll start with uh, background. Um, I started in the wash bay. Um, you know, washing trucks third shift and just continued on, fell in love with, like, with trucking like most people do in this industry and uh, um, went into, you know, a technician side, uh, shop foreman, manager, director, and uh, today I've actually expanded on the maintenance side a little bit to where I've, I've also got a flatbed heavy haul operation that reports directly to me as well as our warehousing and mobile storage. Um, okay. so, so I get a little different side of the operational business now as well, 
um, as all the duties of maintenance reporting up to me. So that's that's very exciting for me. A lot of a lot of new directions. Sure. Well, as the saying goes, you know, once you uh, get into transportation, you tend to be in it for life, and that seems to, to ring true for a lot of a lot of people I, I, I meet in the industry. That's great. Both my parents were in in the industry, and you know, just I don't know, the right place to go. Well, and, and as you mentioned, and as you certainly well know, uh, technician recruiting and uh, workforce development uh, have been you know really a persistent challenge for truck maintenance operations. And, you know, what do you think are some of the best strategies to, to really bring more people into this career and, and help fill that labor gap? I mean, strategies is, is kind of tough. I mean, you have to, we have to figure out how to change perception and start at an earlier age. And that, you know, the, the Be Pro, Be Proud um, mm-hmm. exhibit here is a great example of that, being able to, to get that out and yep. tour and, and let everyone um, just see what, what's really there. It's not the oil changing type scenario it always has been is so much more technical so first we got to change perception and then by doing that and then we have to get better at setting career paths that that same has been afforded to, to myself and many others in here you know we've you have yep. to be able to clearly show that road and uh and, and set those examples coming in and, and use use examples we as a company we do that internally you know whether it's drivers in operations or technicians in, in the management or whatever we we try to showcase that as a as a company to show our culture and and help bring people in and there certainly are a lot of opportunities that exist in, in fleet maintenance you know a lot of good you know well-paying jobs and like you mentioned you know opportunity for advancement and you know, movement into you know other aspects of the business and you know into management but you know in your own words you know why should young people really consider a career in this field if you're you know, young, if you're trying to you know, figure out, you know, what, what your direction in life is going to be, you know, why should you take a, a hard look at, at truck maintenance? Ultimately, it's very stable um, type, you know, industry and, and jobs and um, with a lot of opportunity for, for growth in different directions. There is no one size fits all and there is no day that's the same. So, um, you know, if you're looking for that new excitement and, um always trying to strive for new goals and, and different things this this is the industry to do that and I'll just ask you again to just to reflect on your you know your own work um, you know you've, you've been in fleet maintenance for a long time um, you know what do you enjoy most about the line of work that you're in and the industry overall you know what what uh, has kept you in it for over the years for me personally it's because it's different right yeah. it's not the same thing every day um, you may experience some of the same issues throughout you know but at the end of the day um, especially in our company, we, we touch so many different aspects of the industry that um, every day is always different for me, and uh, I, that's what I really enjoy. Sure, and I also want to touch on technology. You know, of course, you know as we mentioned, you know trucks are becoming increasingly high tech, and there are even more changes on the horizon. You know, we start to see the the beginnings of uh, uh, electric vehicles in some applications, and you know more and more sophisticated driver assist technology with sensors and. Uh, you know, radar and um, cameras on board. Uh, so there's really a lot happening. There's a lot coming in terms of changes in trucking equipment. Of those changes uh, in terms of technology, what do you think will have the biggest impact on the industry, especially the maintenance side of the industry? So I guess current path, I would probably say the electrification is going to be biggest one that we're going to have to swallow. Um, you know, what what comes after that and which direction it goes. I think there's a lot of opportunity there, but 
Um, I guess I would say that would be my my biggest one currently. Sure, so that's a definitely a whole new uh, animal for for fleet maintenance when you when you look at the, a very different type of vehicle. That's right, and I mean redundant systems will be in the running as well. Um, you know, as autonomous picks up and all, but uh, but mo- more recent uh, the electrification will make the difference. And then Stacy, a, a final question I'll, I'll leave you on. You know, I just want to get your thoughts on you know uh, what you think are the the most uh, interesting takeaways that you've taken from you know this year's uh, TMC meeting and, and conference and exhibition. You know, based on the conversations you've had and you know what you've seen in the exhibit hall and, and some of the meetings, uh, what stands out the most to you this year? I, I guess I would say the um, the overall mood and atmosphere of of you know this exhibit hall and everything um you hear a lot of buzz in the industry about things and maybe slowing down or our differences there and the atmosphere in here really isn't isn't that um so that's kind of very encouraging to see you know um all the all the vendors that are here and exhibits that are here and uh the efforts put into that and just the the general vibe Sure, certainly a lot of activity, and um, you know, I know that you know just covering the event, we've certainly uh, barely had a, a moment to come up for air. So it's uh, certainly been a busy event, and you know, I do really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your, your very uh, busy day to, to chat with us. And again, congratulations on your your term ahead as uh, general chairman at TMC, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck. Yeah, thank you very much. Transport topics in one word. Authoritative. Knowledge. Outstanding. Reliable. We ask Transport Topics readers to describe us in one word. Informative. Informative. Integrity. The Bible. Authoritative. The authority. Transportation information, that's two, but I, I, I've got to have it both. Physically large. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's two words. Visit influence.ttnews.com forward slash say hello to find out what they're talking about. Before we close, let's take a moment to reconsider our original question. What will it take to bring in the next generation of technicians to maintain and repair the nation's commercial trucks? As we've heard from our guests, there's no single solution to this challenge. It will require a multi-pronged approach to bolster the industry's workforce over time. One key element is highlighting the well-paying jobs and the opportunities for advancement that are available in commercial vehicle maintenance. It's also important to change perceptions of the profession. Technicians are problem solvers. They're fixing increasingly high-tech trucks and working with new technologies. Sure, they still turn wrenches, but they also use diagnostic software to keep trucks and our economy up and running. When young people better understand the work that technicians do every day and the high-tech trucks that they work on, there's a great chance that more of them will take a closer look at the opportunities that exist in this industry. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a fresh episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. 
Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.